Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. What we are, we will do. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you could be with us today. We did a podcast last week where we talked about the three things the church does or demonstrates. We talked about upward, inward, and outward. That our first responsibility, our first privilege as believers was to worship God. And not just audible worship and the clapping of our hands and the singing of songs, which obviously is central, but seeing worship as everything we do. I use the word honor and obedience. And this is the, the understanding that if you take away everything else, if you took away our freedoms, our luxuries, our abilities we still would be able to do those things as unto the Lord. We could still worship God. We could still honor God. We could still obey God. And Jesus is the center of the church. The second part is, of course, very critical too, and that's inward, what we are as the church. And actually, when you read the New Testament, I think if you could divide all the different admonitions up, you would find there are more admonitions of how we're to act toward one another than any other kind of admonition. And I think here's the foundation. Because what we are, we will do. And a picture is worth a thousand words. So how we act toward the Lord in our priestly relationship obviously is important. Uh, But a lot of people will never see that. But how we act toward one another, just about everybody sees. You know, in John 13, we are really confronted with what Jesus says here. He says, little children, in verse uh, 33, I am with you a little while, you will seek me. And I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now, the wording here is very interesting and very important. The Old Testament certainly taught that we should love people and that we should love one another. But here's the new commandment. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. Now, the the term, even as is a very important New Testament term. It, it, it appears in the book of John, especially repeatedly. Even as simply means to the same degree. Even as I do this means to the same degree that I do this. So the new commandment is not that we would love people. The new commandment is we would love people even as Jesus did, in the same manner and to the same degree. Obviously, putting people first. Okay. Now he's talking to children here. He's not talking about the world. I mean, I think we should love the world, but this commandment here, okay, is talking about how we treat one another. This is very critical. This needs to be the standard. And the greatest problem the church has in preaching the gospel is the behavior of of the church. The things churches have done, not outwardly things, not things they've said and 
you know, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some things we could do better, but how we behave toward one another. And I just think it's very important that when we're dealing with schisms in the church, that we're building culture in the church, that we are very clear that this is the standard. It's interesting to me that 1 Corinthians 13 takes the time and says this is what love is. Most times love in our culture is presented in a very subjective way. Uh, I did a series one time in our church when I was pastoring is love is not a feeling. Uh, Love is a commitment. Love is a belief. Love is a culture. Uh, Love is confining. Love is constraining. Uh, So 1 Corinthians 13 should be the standard. And often when I would deal with people, and they say, so I'd love that guy, but, no, wait a minute. Okay, let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. Here's what the Bible says love is. I remember a young man coming to me one time who I'd invested a good bit in, and then he had, uh, you know, talked out of sorts, put his hand in the cookie jar, gossiped, whatever you want to say, and uh, obviously he got convicted about it because he said something to somebody in the church and they confronted him about gossiping. And so after church on a Sunday morning, he came to me and he said, oh, you know, Pastor Keith, I, I'm sorry for what I said. You know, I, I really love you. And and uh, I said to him, I said, no, I said, you, you really don't love me. He just looked at me startled. I said, you have affectionate feelings to, towards me. I said, you feel a sense of indebtedness towards me because of how much I've helped you. I said, but let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. And I opened it up. I said, here's what the Bible says love is. Now, when you do that, that's when you can say that you love me. I mean, this guy was, I mean, he was startled. He was pale in the face. And I had some empathy for him because his mother was a gossip. He had inherited gossiping uh, from his mother. That was part of their family culture. And uh, I really challenged him to really, to really get this, to get this right. See, the Bible's the standard. Love is not a subjective thing. Love is a very defined thing, and we need to embrace it. Now, interestingly, one of the most repeated phrases in the New Testament, and I'd encourage you to get your concordance out, is just look up the term one another. You will be startled at how many times the term one another appears in the New Testament, specifically dealing with teaching us how to act toward one another because our inward conduct is going to have a lot to do with our outward influence. We have got to have inward integrity if we're going to have a really demonstrated outward expression. Now, here is some of the one another's in the New Testament. We're to be affectionate to one another. We're to honor one another. We're to prefer one another. We're to receive one another. We're to admonish one another. We're to greet one another. We're to serve one another. We're to provoke one another. We're to be kind to one another. We're to be forgiving to one another. We're to comfort one another. We're to edify one another. We're to exhort one another. We're to consider one another. Wow, that'd be a great uh, real series of lessons to teach and then really ask ourselves uh, in the midst of how we're acting in our church, are we doing these things? Now, why are all those admonitions written? 
because that's not our natural tendency, even when we're trying to love God, even when we're trying to walk in the Spirit, we still tend to think about ourselves. And so these admonitions are written to us to remind us how we should act toward one another. I believe this is the definition, this is the expository teaching, if you would, of John 13, when Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. This is a new commandment. It's a new standard. Jesus upped the ante. And there should be an intolerance in us about believers in the same church who act ugly or act unloving toward one another. And you don't have to wait for that to come from the pulpit. If you see somebody acting that way, you can simply ask them, are you acting in a way that is biblical? Now, what this does is it puts potential conflicts, uh, not completely eradicate them, but it puts them in a confine of God's scripture where now we're going to work that thing out. Okay, I didn't like what you did. I didn't like what you said. I thought your motive was bad, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is. Okay, we're people. We're going to deal with those things. Now, here's the confine of how we're going to deal with it. This is the commandment. So, it, while it's important to be upward as unto the Lord, Jesus is the head of his body. And I always tell people this. You can tell somebody relationship with the Lord by their relationship with the church because Jesus is the head of the church and how they treat the church is the way they're treating the Lord. You can't separate the head from the body. They can say whatever they want. They can have airs however they want. They can try to project something that they're not, but how they treat the head is how they're going to treat the body. And likewise, I believe if we can disciple people into loving the unlovely, that's us, we're all, we all have unlovely things about us, then it transcends into understanding that we love God the same way. Now, the Bible says this, if we say we love our brother whom we don't see, actually, it says if we say we love God whom we don't see, and don't love our brother whom we do see, then we are a liar and the truth is not in us. So I think that's pretty scriptural authority for what I just talked to you about. So there's the demonstration of that very truth. And I think we need to return to this in our desires to see people healed and connected and affected and and just you know prospering in life and doing well we've got to realize that there is a responsibility they have of loving God and loving as Jesus told us to love, to love the body of Christ. So our what we do inward is going to affect everything else we do because that's who we are. Before we get to the outward, and those are the three parts, upward, inward, and outward. The greatest outward problem we have today is that we have an inward problem, okay? And we've got to perfect, we've got to work at getting the inward right. That doesn't mean you wait till it's perfect before you share the gospel or make a, make a mission trip or reach out or, or make a pro-life stand or whatever it may be. But what it means is that you understand that there's a direct correlation 
and I'm going to tell you this, if you're on that outward edge, if you're one of those outward people, like we should all be, I mean, I know when God is pressing me to be more evangelistic, to be more mission oriented, I know what's happening. He's also perfecting my inward attitudes and responses and the way I handle my brothers and sisters in Christ. Listen, I challenge you to read John 13 and really take the commandment series that we're to love the body, we're to love the brothers like Jesus loved. That's the standard. If we get our inward act together, if we take all those admonitions of the New Testament, there's going to be a radical change in the culture of our church and the world will benefit. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. And I want to encourage you to really take this to heart and share it with somebody today. God bless. Jesus gave the commandment to love one another even as he has loved us. Meaning, we love others in the same manner and to the same degree that he did. We have a responsibility to love God and love the body of Christ the way that Jesus told us to. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.